Zimmerman's got it. That's a double play. It's going to be a triple play. Unbelievable. This could be a double play, if not a triple play. It is. Three outs. One swing of the bat. And around the horn they go. Jones, Tavares, to Galarraga. How about that for getting out of a jam? Third, second, yes. How about that? Hello, everybody, and thank you for tuning in to our latest episode of the Triple Play Podcast. I'm your host, White Street, joined as always by my amazing co-hosts. Guys, introduce yourselves. Josh, I chart Strickland. Bradley, I'm glad I'm not Josh and a Braves fan, Kendall. <laughs> wow. Wow. Whoa. Wow. wow. Right for the throat on that one. I just got over it, too. <laughs> just got over it, too. Jeez. Man, oh. straight in with the that salt in the wound. Oh my god! <laughs> hey, I'm getting. I just wasn't I'm expecting just getting out that. of the system, so we can just move on and not talk about it anymore. Okay, fair wow. enough. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I guess you got to do what you got to do, huh? Josh, wow. if you want to restart? We certainly could. I don't. I don't want to get you off to, in a bad mood to begin the show. No, no, it's fine. It's fine. I'm just gonna go <laughs> cry a little bit. So uh, you guys have a great yeah. Show. Thanks, <laughs> thanks for this, Bradley. After the show, I'm gonna have to console him. <laughs> That's what, so there that's go my what plans for, for right? tonight. Apparently, <laughs> <laughs> <You've been laughs> <training laughs> the last few months for this. <laughs> yes. No, I've been preparing myself for the inevitability. <laughs> oh, but as Bradley has so colorfully alluded to, um, the championship series. Let, we'll give a quick recap of that because, uh, in case you didn't notice, we missed last week. Unfortunately, heck of a time, but life as a thing that happens. So we are, we're back a week later and we get some juicy World Series action to get into. But first, let's talk about the teams that got there. We both saw both championship series matchups go to seven games. Uh, the Rays almost choked it away against the Astros. Uh, had a 3-0 lead. Astros won three straight. Rays capped it off in a Game 7 victory to get to the World Series. And the rest of the baseball world thanked them. Um, the Dodgers came back, though, from a 3-1 series deficit and uh, beat the Braves in seven games uh, to crush the city of Atlanta's hopes and dreams once again when it comes to sports. Uh, sorry, Josh. Um, so that set up our World Series matchup, Rays versus Dodgers. And this, is, this had the makings to be an amazing series, I felt. And now here we are. At the time of this recording, four games in, and it has certainly turned out to be one heck of a series thus far. Um, so, real quick, before we dive into that, just uh, guys, your quick thoughts on the championship series and how those played out and came to their conclusions to give us this matchup. And let's start with Bradley, so Josh has a moment to collect himself. <laughs> Josh, I want to sincerely apologize. I'm very, very sorry. Um <clears throat> I, yeah, I thought the series were fantastic. I thought you got everything you could have asked for out of out of both series. Uh, I gotta be, I gotta admit, from the very beginning when I saw the Rays sort of jump out of that really, really large lead in the Astros, um, I had anticipated the Dodgers making light work of the Braves. I was pleasantly surprised that it did not happen, but I was very, very much surprised with both of these series because I think you know going into it, we both kind of expected the Dodgers to take care of business. Um, certainly gave you know the Braves a chance in that series. At least Josh did. Um, but I, I, I was very surprised. To see... Thank you very much. You what? I predicted the seven games correctly. Thank you very much. There, hey, there you go, man. <laughs> there you go. Um, yeah, I thought the Rays Astro series for a while was just going to be a complete wrap. I know when we did our show, it was like a two two zero series lead. 
Astros really kind of seemed to kind of take their foot off the gas a little bit. Um, but you saw a team fight. And I thought that that said a lot about what Dusty Baker did with the team this year in Houston uh, to really scrap together a bunch of guys that, for better or for worse, were really going through a lot on and off the field. And to see them kind of come together like that, America won with that series because the Astros sort of had some hope and then didn't, which I loved. <laughs> but I think the, I think you got the two best teams out of both these series. Unfortunately, it wasn't the Braves and Rays, but I think this made for a really, really good matchup in the World Series. Um, and honestly, after both these series, you couldn't have gone wrong with any any sort of um, any sort of two teams there. Both uh, championship series were really good. I mean, of course, they went seven games. Rays, Rays, Astros. I mean, it was kind of a the Rays took over in the first three games, and then the Astros came firing back in the in the next three games. And the Astros kind of looked unstoppable. I was very worried that the Astros were gonna actually pull away with it. And I, I'm not I'm not gonna be biased against the Astros or anything, but I think everyone didn't want the Astros in the World Series. Uh, so uh, that I mean, but they were firing all c- cylinders. Uh, they kind of scared me after they took care of the A's very easily. Like they just looked on fire against the Athletics, and the Rays kind of subdued them. Uh, but they came firing back. I mean, great series by the Astros and and, and the Rays there. Uh, Dodgers Braves. That series went nowhere near. Well, it went kind of how I thought it would with the Braves taking the first two games, and then Dodgers taking Game Three, which you know, eleven runs in one inning will do that to you. But uh, and then but the biggest surprise out of that one was Braves taking Game Four. And this is this is what I hated most about this championship series was that the Braves gave their fans way too much hope because I I already I said game four was a wash game threes and four were going to be washes because like I knew the Braves weren't going to win those and then Bryce Wilson comes in and pitches six innings of shutout baseball and and like the Braves handled the game five easily and then now you got hope game six Braves take like a 2-0 lead I think and then they kind of I, I, I won't say blow it because the Dodgers are clearly a really good team they're much better than the Braves I wouldn't say they blew game game six but they kind of did and then the same thing happened in game seven where uh game seven was an all-time all-time classic in my opinion game seven of this series was amazing uh even though I hated every second of it but uh I mean the Dodgers were just the better team in in that series and uh it it showed I mean the Braves they got young young pitchers and they they showed they actually showed uh there are cracks there, in my opinion. Ian Anderson finally showed some cracks there. Uh, I've never seen that man sweat until Game Seven of the World of the NLCS, which is a pretty good time to start sweating, in my opinion. Uh, so, but both great series. I think I think the two best teams in the league are definitely in the World Series right now. Yeah, uh, two incredible championship series, um, like you guys mentioned. I mean, when they both go seven, yeah, and, and the ways that they went seven to, um, we saw a three zero series lead. It kind of blown, almost completely blown, and then a 3-1 series lead being blown. Like You saw in both series, teams get down big and not give up. And I think that speaks to just the talent levels of all four teams involved here. Um, and yeah, you know, we really got the two best teams. And uh, this is the first time, I can't remember in how long, I can't remember what year it was that this last happened. But, I mean, it's been a while since we saw the top two record holders in each league matching up in the World Series. Uh, but that's what we're seeing this year, uh, the number one seed in the AL being the Rays and, and the NL the Dodgers. Um, and that leads us to where we are now with this series all knotted up at two, the teams trading victories thus far, uh, the Dodgers taking game one, 
uh, the Rays 2, Dodgers 3, and then the Rays last night in an incredible walk-off victory in Game 4, um, which we can get into all of that a little bit more uh, in a moment. Um, but we're going to talk about, since we didn't get a chance to preview, real quick, what did you guys think? What, what was your original prediction going to be going into this series had we been able to have that show? What did you think was going to happen? And we'll use the honor system, guys. Let's Let's be honest. What were you anticipating? Um, I had Dodgers. Dodgers in six, to be honest. Um, so I was interested in how the Do- the Dodgers came into the series. They were kind of in a pitching disadvantage because I didn't really know. They used basically every single one of their starting pitchers in game seven of the NLCS, except for Kershaw. So Kershaw starting game one was, of course, not a surprise. And he did what Kershaw does uh, usually. And, uh, and he got run support to back it up. So in mean, game one went exactly how I thought it would, but I was interested in how they were going to do the pitching matchups because we'll get into this later when we talk about game four, but like the Dodgers pitching, uh, the the situational pitching that they do over there kind of confuses me because they only, they really only have like two starters, even though they have, they have like a full rotation of great starters, but they only use two of them normally. And that's Kershaw and Bueller. So I was kind of interested in how they were going to do everything in this series, especially at the beginning of the series. That was, that was the big thing for me. So I thought they were going to struggle early on in the series, but they came game one dominated, but I had Dodgers in six. Uh, I think the Rays, I mean, I, I just think the Dodgers are a better team. Uh, they they were on fire. I mean, Bellinger, Seager, all those, Justin Turner, Max Muncie, all those guys just showed out in the last three games in the NLCS. And I, I just didn't see anything that could, I mean, could stop them, but the Ray and the Rays have done a good job so far. But uh, the, b- the biggest thing is the Dodgers are just annoying, man. <laughs> Everything they do is just so annoying. They every single at bat, it seems like gets to a full count. They work every pitcher to the like max limit, pretty much, because every at bat's a full count. Um, they shift more than any other team in the major leagues. Which I was texting Wyatt about this. I looked up random shift stats. The Dodgers lead the league in sh- in shifts. With 55%, they shift 55% of the time um, against other teams. So they shift all the time. It just seems like they're always there wherever the ball gets hit. They're just a very annoying team to play because they're so good and they're so baseball smart that I just I just couldn't see them losing the series. So I had them in six. I also had them in six. And I, I kind of want to piggyback off what you said, Josh. I would say even contrary to the Dodgers being one of the most annoying teams in baseball, I think the Rays are even more annoying because you know how good the Dodgers are when you look at their roster. I got to be honest, 99% of baseball fans probably couldn't name more than five players in the Tempe Rays. And, and that is solely for the reason that they are a bunch of scrappy guys that just play really, really good fundamental baseball. And when they put it together, it's a beautiful, beautiful team. Um, so going into the series, I thought the star power of the Dodgers was going to be a huge difference maker. I thought, honestly, getting the World Series was going to be harder than actually winning it. Uh, I thought if they got to the World Series and eventually whoever they played in the AL, once they got there, this was going to be their year, their time to make it happen. Um, now, looking at the series, I thought from the very beginning this was going to be one of the most evenly matched World Series we've seen in a long, long time. Solely because at every single facet of the game, you've got guys that are extremely good at what they do. And top to bottom, there's not a lot of weaknesses. Um, and you talk about the shifting for one, I mean, the, the Tampa Bay Rays sort of invented this new era of like big time, all the time shifting and they do it so well. And the Dodgers do it so well 
that they really kind of cancel each other out in that facet, which I love. I mean, I think both these ball clubs are very, very much structured very similarly. Um, and you just look at top to bottom, the Dodgers have just so many guys to throw at you. It's incredible. And like you said, like they were working the count of three balls. They were getting two out hits. They just do everything exceptionally well. And that's just a byproduct of how good of a team they are and how many great players they have. So um, I thought this series has been exceptionally entertaining. Um, I definitely expected the Dodgers to pull away 3-1 last night. I thought they did everything they needed to do to win that game. And, of course, the Rays ended up just having it work out in their favor. But I am very, very curious how tonight's going to go because we now have the best pitching matchup we can get at a tied series when the when the stakes are have never been higher. So I think this has been a tremendous series so far. Yeah, this has the makings to depending on how these next three, we'll say two or three games uh go, like it could be an all time great World Series, uh, at least the way it's already played out so far. Um I was honestly gonna say Rays in six. Um which granted I, I predicted the Rays at the beginning when we first did our initial playoff predictions. I had the Rays winning the World Series, so I was gonna stick with it since it was still still out there. Um, I, I've been giving the Rays a lot of uh, a lot of hype this postseason. I've been riding the Rays train. Love the Rays. Uh, their bullpen, the way they use that is, is amazing. Um, the, the way that they use it is, is unique sometimes, too, you know, with the openers and whatnot. But it works for them. And like, like you said, Bradley, it's a, it's a really scrappy team. Um, they, they really epitomize that team that's got this – young group of guys who they don't really get the respect that they feel like they deserve. So they try to fly under the radar. I mean, this is a team that had the best record in in the American league all year long and nobody expected that. Uh, Everybody was giving the Yankees all the love in that division, but the Rays owned them. And it's just one of those things where they just kind of, nobody gives them any credit and they go out and then they prove everybody wrong. And I really felt that that kind of, uh, we don't we don't have anything to lose mentality was going to kind of help them out and also playoff Dodgers. I mean, we got a matchup where it was playoff Dodgers versus playoff Braves. Playoff Braves happened, which means playoff Dodgers still hasn't happened. I felt that this was the series that was going to finally happen, um, but we will we will see. I mean, it's all tied up now, um, and it could really go either way. So that leads me to the question now, guys. It's now a three game series essentially. With with the way it is tied it tied it to after four games, all right. Heck of a matchup here, game five tonight. Um, this one could really set the tone, obviously. But just because you went tonight doesn't mean it's over. So, three game series basically. Not, disregarding your original prediction, what do you think based on the way these four games have played out is going to happen next? Who pulls off the victory in these next two or three games? I'll start if you want. I think the Rays have all the momentum right now. And I got to be honest, I think you saw the best of the of the LA Dodgers last night. I think the only thing that you could put a, a question mark on is the pitching. And, and this was coming after a sort of a, a dominant performance by Milwaukee Buehler. They both games or both teams yesterday essentially used their bullpens to to get through the game. Um, so I think that was a huge byproduct of why you saw so many just clutch hits and just so much scoring was that you weren't seeing dominant starting pitching. Um, I think that's going to change drastically, and it will be interesting. I think I saw the stat. The Rays are 6-0 and in this playoffs when they score five runs. So the big question is going to be, can they hit that mark against Kershaw and Bueller? Um, 
And it, it will be interesting. I think Kershaw's probably got a better chance to have a better outing than Bueller does. I think it's very tough to reproduce a dominant performance back-to-back in the World Series, especially in any series, but especially in the World Series. And I think tonight's going to be the night the Dodgers really have to come out strong because if the Rays end up winning the night, I mean, you saw on the flip side, you saw how they performed against Blake Snell. Blake Snell carved them up. And I know Walker Bueller did the same thing, but I think with just all, with all the pressure that could be put on LA if they lose tonight, I think if I think the Rays hopefully will win tonight. But I think if they win tonight, I think the series could be over in six games. So tonight's going to be the big one because uh, again, I think that pressure could really mount up. And I think the Rays are just riding so much on so much momentum. While it could work against them, I think it's just going to carry them into a belief now that they can compete against LA. And I think the Rays end up taking this game in six or seven. So uh, I mentioned before the Dodgers pitching is the most interesting aspect of this entire series to me because it, it I'm just so I'm not I'm not like confused or flabbergasted like I kind of understand some of the decisions they make but some of the stuff they make pitching wise is just kind of strange because like I said they really only have like two actual starters I mean you can count Gonsolin I suppose but you really only have two actual starters throughout this whole postseason that was Kershaw and Bueller uh, Bueller I'm assuming they're going to save him for Game Seven if they win tonight. I'm not sure, uh, or you want him to pitch game six, but I mean, I would save him for game seven just in case and see if Gosselin can, you know, get something going and also give Bueller another day of rest. But Kershaw, I mean, we're going to see if Kershaw, if uh, playoff Kershaw comes out tonight. Uh, I, I hate saying that because Kershaw is one of the best pitchers that we've seen. Uh, he's the best pitcher of this era, in my opinion. I mean, he's a dominant pitcher. He's got an insane curveball and all that, but like, there's a reason we have a playoff Kershaw meme because it just keeps happening in the playoffs. Something happens where he either gives up a run or a home run at a very inopportune time. And that's what, that's going to be what decides this game. I feel like, because I feel, uh, I think Kershaw is going to have a dominant performance though. I think glass now is also going to have a dominant performance. This is going to be based all on bullpen. And if, uh, if the Dodgers manage their bullpen, like they did last night, it might not end well for them. Uh, but I still, I'm still going to take the Dodgers, except this is probably going to go to game seven. Cause if the Dodgers win tonight, I think the Rays take tomorrow and then game seven is just going to be wild. So, but we got, we got two good pitching matchups coming up in the next two games, no matter who the Dodgers pitch tomorrow, they haven't announced their starter tomorrow, but you got Blake Snell tomorrow. Uh, and it's either going to be Gonsolin or Bueller up again. So you got two great pitching matchups. It's going to be completely different from what yesterday was. Uh, I don't think it's going to be seven to eight, but on on your point about momentum, the Rays having momentum, I think the Dodgers are kind of more consistent through this series because mm-hmm. game one, they dominated game two. I mean, the Rays kind of bounced back and did well. Game three Dodgers dominated and early on in game four, the Dodgers dominated. It was just once it got to the bullpen or deeper into the bullpen, the Do- it just became a slug fest between the two teams. And it, at every turn, I, I, the Rays have the momentum just because they score. They scored the game-winning run, of course. But like the Dodgers were answering everything that the Rays gave them. So I feel like the Dodgers. There's no reason for them to hang their heads. It was still like a really good game, and they did all they pretty much could. Just a couple of uh, fielding errors kind of screwed them over in Game Four. So I I, I don't think momentum is going to be that big of a factor because the Dodgers didn't really lose momentum. The Rays definitely gained some, but I don't think the Dodgers lost any. And there is one point to make, too, in regards to pitching tomorrow night. Yeah. We do have a day off tomorrow. Oh, yeah. So, Euler could essentially start game six on almost full strength. Um, so, that'll be, that'll be interesting to see how they 
how they plan that. Yeah, definitely interesting. I think it's. I think this game definitely is, or this uh, not game series. I think this series is definitely going to go seven now at the way that it's played out because the way that these teams have been trading these games, the way that they're playing, like. I agree with your assessment, Josh. Like, the Dodgers have played the more consistent series. Like, even last night, the Rays won. They scored more runs, but the Dodgers had more hits, right? So, like, the Dodgers have played more consistent baseball, but the Rays have managed to find the right moments to get that momentum, to get the break, to bounce back and score just enough runs sometimes in those games, get the right pitching performance, you know, whatever. Um, each game, whatever it was in each game, and like last night, they they hung in there. They kept the Dodgers on their on their on their toes and had a weird finish. And they got a lucky break in some ways, but sometimes that's all you need, especially in a series like this where the pitching matchup, like you're, you're pitting essentially the best bullpen and best pitching staff in some regards in the American League against the best bullpen and pitching staff in the National League. So I think. It's going to go seven. I think the Rays are going to wind up winning it all, though, and here's why. Because what I saw last night kind of confirmed to me this. It's that Dave Roger, uh, Dave Roberts overmanages and overthinks himself too much for his own good. Because, and I kind of mentioned this to you a little bit last night, Josh, when we, when we after the game, it's they, they brought in Gratterall for that last out of the eighth, and he absolutely dominated that batter. And then they brought in Jansen. And I know hindsight's twenty twenty, But Gratterall was popping the mitt, throwing triple digits every pitch, really blowing it by him. And he's been pretty consistent this entire playoffs. And while Jansen against the Braves, he pitched well. He turned it around. But the series before, we saw him, ha- he was shaky. This postseason, he's been a little roller coaster. He's, been, he's had some good outings. He's had some bad outings. Really haven't seen that from Gratterall. He's been pretty steady playing well the whole time, and he had just come off a huge, huge clutch getting out of a jam out there. Ride the hot hand. If it ain't broke, don't fix it, right? But he, you know, we talk about, like, the shifts and everything. They play the matchups, and that works really well sometimes, but it also lends you to overmanage, and you try to get, not necessarily maybe, well, sometimes a little too cute, um, but you kind of overmanage yourself a little too much for your own good, and I think that's what Roberts does sometimes, where he tried to bring in Jansen, and it didn't work. If you ride Gratterall, I think maybe things are a little different. And maybe not. Maybe they immediately hit, like, two straight home runs and two pitches, and it's over. Who knows? Uh, but from what I've seen with Kevin Cash and the way he manages the race, they 100% know that, like, they've got their starters and they've got their bullpen, and we're just going to do our thing. I'm just going to ride my guy, and then when he's done, I'm going to get the next guy. And then I'm going to ride him, and then when it's time to make a switch, we make a switch. I'm completely comfortable in what my guys are going to do. I think Roberts tries a little too hard to go, well, this guy's really, really doing well right now, but the matchup isn't favorable. Let me try and get someone who, who might not be as steady, but matchup. And I think that's where he gets into his own head and tries to do too many things. He tries to do too much, I think, is what he tries to do as a manager. And it bites him a little too much. And I think he's going to wind up overmanaging himself a little too much, much more than the Rays will. And yeah, the Rays got a lot of momentum after that last night, but the Dodgers are a good enough team. It's still fine. That's why I think they split the next two. But ultimately, when it comes down to game seven and you're talking all hands on deck, bullpen game, 
The Rays live for bullpen games. They thrive on it. They want bullpen games because they know their bullpen can go toe-to-toe and beat just about any other bullpen in baseball. And we saw it. You know, they 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 hold they held on and they won last night. So I think when it comes down to a game seven and you're going all hands on deck, bullpen versus bullpen, and then you're bringing starters in sometimes. And we talked about two, like Josh mentioned, like I'm going to build off what you said, Josh, where it's kind of like they, they really have Kershaw and they have Bueller. And then otherwise it's like, you know, it, it kind of dips in terms of the starting. I, I think ultimately, you know, you could see like kind of like a mad bum for the Giants when they had their World Series runs. You know, you get a guy like Snell coming out of the bullpen to close out a World Series like that could be huge. So I think I'm going to ride the race. And I think hindsight is still 2020 because <clears throat> you got to look at it from the perspective of this is a whole series. And when you have a bullpen game, I'll be honest with you. I know you mentioned the Rays are probably better built. <clears throat> the Dodgers do have more starters in their bullpen. So essentially for like a bullpen game, they do have more guys that I believe could probably go a little more than just a couple of innings. And the question I would have for you is, do you think if Gratterall would have gone the whole inning in the eighth, do you think it would have been um, a worse of an idea to bring him in for the ninth inning as opposed to what he did last night, which was just get one out and then come out? Do you think that would have changed your perspective on it? Yeah, if he pitched the whole eighth inning, I think it might be different, right? Because he would have had more pitches. But he literally came out yeah. through to one batter. He didn't throw a lot of pitches. So you can't even really and – I, and I know maybe he's like, well, I don't want to burn him out and still have him available for tonight kind of thing. And, like, I get that, but – I don't know. It's just you got to take care of tonight first and foremost because I'd much rather go into tonight without Gratterall up 3-1 in the series than have Gratterall but be 2-2 and everything's a lot more wide open. And I know 3-1 is, you know, it's not a done deal, but you feel a lot more confident having that two-game cushion as opposed to, well, it's tied and now we literally have like no yeah. room for it. And I think if Gratterall comes out tonight and is dominant in relief effort for Kershaw, you could look back on it and say, okay, it actually was not a bad idea to not use him. But you're right. At the same time, a guy that's coming in that's hot. And I always wonder, you know, Jansen obviously has dipped a bit in terms of velocity and he's more kind of a specialist. And you could look at it from two perspectives. One, he – Roberts probably wanted to bring in someone that's a little different than Gratterall to try to throw the Rays off. But also, I've, I've always felt like guys that throw exceptionally hard are more prone to letting up a home run here and there. Just like a, a you know random home run ball that just happens yeah. to get hit well. As opposed to Jansen, which you, you never feel like someone can really square him up well with that cutter. So And again, like that's, that's looking so far into it, and that's probably what's going through Dave Roberts' head. But... At the same time, like he's been your playoff closer for years, so it's really hard to go against him, especially in that position. The whole the whole Jansen thing is just kind of confusing to me because they didn't he didn't he wasn't the closer pretty much at all in the NLCS except for like the last two games. Uh, I don't think he was the closer at all in the in the uh, divisional round the divisional series either uh, because he kind of messed up towards the end of the year or something like that. I forgot what exactly happened, but the Jansen thing is just kind of confusing to me. But on the point about the Dodgers bullpen, the Dodgers bullpen's crazy because they really only have, like I mentioned, they only have to use three starting pitchers, especially with day with off days, so they can put Dustin May in in the middle of the ra- middle of a game in the sixth inning, and he's throwing a hundred one miles per hour because that's just how the Dodgers are built. I mean, I during the during the NLCS. Literally, it just felt like every single Dodger pitcher could throw over 100 miles per hour, and it was very annoying. 
Because once again, the Dodgers are the most annoying team to play. <laughs> but uh, on your on your point about Roberts um, overmanaging, I mean, kind of, he was playing matchups definitely. Uh, he's definitely going with his guy Jansen, Jansen uh, because he kind of showed himself, proved himself in the final two games of the NLCS. So maybe he earned that trust back. But uh, I'm not going to hold this against Jansen. I'm not going to hold game four. You, you can't hold that against Jansen because... It was two fielding errors that kind of ruined that game for them. I mean, one run probably would have went in already, but then then it's a tied game and you might be going to extras, something like that. So, and it was also just like a broken bat blooper of a hit. Like it wasn't even like that hard of a hit ball. It was just, it was just a very it was a lot of unfortunate circumstances going around there. So I I don't I don't think Jansen I keep wanting to call him Jansen for some reason, but Jansen <laughs> uh, he. He didn't pitch terribly in the ninth. I mean, there were two outs, correct? I, th- I believe so. There were two outs. Um, yeah, yeah so there two were two outs. outs. I mean, you had a guy on, was it first? I don't remember. Jeez. First and second. So first you had second. guys on first and second. I mean, a little blooper. I mean, with the arm that you have. Well, no, they had Taylor out in center field. Never mind. They don't have, <laughs> he, he doesn't have as good of an arm as a Bellinger or a, anything like that. But I mean, you still have a chance to get the guy out at home. So I'm not faulting Jansen for that. But Dave Roberts did kind of overmanage the game. He it, That's a major complaint that happened. And one of my favorite things about the Dodgers being in the World Series, have you guys ever seen the LA Times headlines during the World Series? Because they're great. I have not, no. <laughs> they are fantastic. I, the LA no. Times is the best newspaper to read after a Dodgers loss. Because they think the whole world is falling apart whenever they lose. Anyways, they, their headline was Rocky Pitcher Horror Show. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, <laughs> they made... Amazing. I mean, a little bit of an overreaction, but... Oh, it definitely is. That's why I love the LA Times. They overreact everything. I mean, after game one, they announced that the series was over. So, you know... Anyways, bit of a stretch, but okay. Just a little bit of a stretch, but yeah, a little over management there. We'll see if he does a little better tonight, especially if he, especially if Kershaw goes at least six and they have a there some of their other arms in the bullpen are a little more rested. We'll probably see Gratterall again tonight. We'll definitely will, um, especially if it's a close game. So we'll just see how it works out, man. Yeah, certainly going to be interesting the rest of the way through. Like I said. Basically a three-game series at this point. Um, game five uh, is tonight as of the recording of this. So uh, really in position now for uh, the way, the, you know, depending on how this plays out, like I said, we could be looking at one of the all-time great uh, World Series um, when this is all said and done. Um, so certainly going to be fun to watch. I'm excited to break down the, the end of this series with you all next week. And before we get out of here, real quick, guys, let's turn a triple play. We haven't done that in uh, quite a few weeks. Oh, uh, so, Bradley, let's start with you. Let's shout something out. Let's uh, let's turn this triple play. You know, it is just so surreal having a race fan in my family, and, and it just it, it is it has captivated me how much my brother's sort of fandom has worked its way into this household. My mother, who does not pay attention much to professional baseball, continuously wants us to like tailgate and like get prepped and our internet went down this morning and the first thing she said was 
are we going to be able to watch the Rays game tonight? <laughs> so it, it's just, it's been awesome to see. I mean, honestly, just from a baseball perspective, like this has just been so great after missing this for so long. Um, I, this world series has just been, meant everything to all of us. I mean, my family's just literally just worked our schedules around being able to watch these games. So nothing in particular to shout out, but I'm just really, really happy that this series has turned out the way it is. It's, it's been really exciting. Just in general, I feel like these playoffs have been pretty exciting. I think the, the playoffs have been pretty good so far. I mean, you had some great matchups between the Dodgers and the Padres to get the West Coast excited. I mean, the Braves doing well, got the South excited. The Rays doing well, got, you know, people like Bradley's family excited. <laughs> Uh, and, uh, yeah, so, I mean, it, it's a pretty exciting playoffs going on so far. Really enjoyed it. And another shout out to Brett Phillips. I yeah. saw he had needed an IV after the game last night. So you want to talk about how exciting it's been. Look in the heart of Brett Phillips. It was beating 140 beats, whatever it was. His blood pressure was 140. He needed an IV. It was incredible. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. I was actually, I had just found out myself, Bradley. I was gonna, I was gonna shout it out. Like he was dehydrated. <laughs> um, like, but I, I love what he said in the interview. Like, he was just giddy. Like, watching his post-game interview, he, it was like a kid in a candy store who you just told him, like, hey, kid, run loose. You can get whatever you want. Like, he was just, like, hyped up. Like, I just remember he was like, baseball is fun. <laughs> um, <laughs> and, like, that was just the perfect quote, I think, to to end a game like that and cap off a night like that. Especially, I think it was even better that it was not one of the biggest names we've been talking about this whole postseason, this whole series. It wasn't a Rosa Reina who who got on base right before him and scored the winning run. No, it was Brett Phillips. Um, so if you guys had Brett Phillips getting the game-winning hit on your bingo cards, then good for you. Um, you're a liar, but, but good for you. Yeah, you're a liar, but good for you. Um, so I wanted to, to shout shout that out, but also uh, to Rosa Reina, Um he has hit a postseason record nine home runs this October. Um, nine home runs in the postseason, the most in any postseason ever. But what's interesting to note is on the opposite end of the series, Cody Bellinger, uh, not Cody Bellinger, uh, Corey Seager, rather, has eight to this point. So he's been right there on, uh, on Rosarena's heels. And before this series is done, we could see them tied. We could see Seager even pass Rosarena. Uh, so that's going to be a fun little um, battle to watch as well. But I want to shout those guys out because they're doing something. I know it's helped. People have been talking about it. There's extra games this postseason. But I still don't think it's fair to take anything away from either of those guys when nine home runs, eight home runs in the postseason like this on the grandest stage, um, especially to a Rosarena's credit, they hit two as he's done in this in this World Series so far, I think, at least two. That's impressive. And what's even more impressive is that the guy that actually had the record, I believe, beforehand, especially on the race side, BJ Upton back in 08, which I never would have guessed. What? <laughs> what? Well, he's yeah. not Melvin Upton, but yeah, BJ Upton had eight home runs in 08. Where were those home runs when he played for the Braves? Exactly. <laughs> he, <laughs> he used them all out. up. <laughs> Golly. All right, I'll, I'll finish off the triple play with, uh, we're, we're going out west because I love rivalries. Hunter Pence bought shots for everyone at a San Francisco restaurant after the Dodgers lost game four of the That's World Series. That's awesome. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> because I I love it. Love Hunter Pence. Love, love rivalries. So that is just amazing. The hate between the Dodgers and the Giants never ceases to amaze me. Dude, happy retirement. <laughs> <laughs> for real. 
Hunter Pence, what a great guy, honestly. Oh, I would, I would, I would love to come across Hunter Pence at a bar watching a a Dodgers game. <laughs> what do you think? Did they say? Did they show a picture of what he was wearing? Uh, let's see. It is a Twitter post. Uh, there's a video. <laughs> Hold on. Here's my play-by-play for the video. He's just wearing jeans, some Jordans. <laughs> He's he's kind of drip. He's got a little drip going for him there. Okay. He's 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 good. <laughs> All right, Hunter Pence. That's amazing. <laughs> oh man, that's awesome. So it's good stuff. Also, Hunter freaking Pence, man. Also, real quick, everybody, hope you enjoyed the new intro that will be on this episode. We're also going to have an outro. If you guys enjoy that, I don't know, just to keep enjoying. If you hate it, let me know, and I'll change it. Jeez. <laughs> Yeah, and then I'll have to console Josh to cry again. So uh, please, please like it. It's, it sounds solid. I like it a lot. Yeah, I remember Josh made it. And he was like, what? Come here. I'm done. I was like, okay. He showed it to me. He was like, this is really cool. <laughs> we're so up, good job, Josh. We're upping production values around here, baby. Just in time for the off season. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> we're getting ready for spring well, that- trading already. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, we need to have like. Hey, it's never too early. Uh, I was gonna say when they when the series is over, we just need to have like some depressing outro music for the season being over. <laughs> <laughs> I support it. No, so you just gotta you gotta treat it like like at the end of March Madness, just one shining oh, moment. Oh, can we please do that? If we get the licensing to one shining moment, sure. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who, right, which Josh, one of that's... you is gonna pay for that because I'm not. <laughs> All right, fine. Wyatt why, why and I will just sing our own rendition of it. How about that? <laughs> yeah, we'll just have an acapella. That's true, if it's a, if... <laughs> Yeah, if it's a cover, we're golden. <laughs> Put that on Spotify. Oh. <laughs> the, the one stream we get, and it's by accident. Oh, goodness. Well, that is all the show that we unfortunately have for you today. But we will be back next week to break down the conclusion of this World Series. Um, hopefully a thrilling, amazing fun, fantastic, other great adjectives inserted here, conclusion. Uh, So we will see you next week. Thank you for listening. Thanks to Josh and Bradley, as always, for being great co-hosts. And uh, enjoy the rest of this World Series. We'll break it all down for you next week. And we'll see you next time. It's a triple!